Before we start episode 109 today, Carl, I would like to uh, dedicate it to the birthday of our f- my biggest fan, our pal Michael in the Discord. Oh, happy birthday, Michael. Happy birthday, Michael. Enjoy episode 109, dedicated to you, pal. Hey everyone, Tucker Dixon here. It's Easter and I forgot to record this up until right now. Vinny's creep tried to flush all his problems down the shitter, whereas Dick's creep just turned the entire world into a giant shitter. Anyways, that's all I got for this week. I will leave you with this. Vinny. <laughs> Tucker, out. Pants, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Vomit-inducing thing. Hola, creepos! Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps by creeps for you creeps. I'm Vinny. I'm your host. You may know me as the Tower of Power, too sweet to be sour. The people's champion. Oh, good one, Vinny. Thank you. I hit the button on time and I didn't act surprised. It's Carl, my co-host. He's here today, too. Hey, what is happening, Vinny Paulino? I am here to make the show a little more German, a little less Mexican this week. I see. I see. I really, it was nice to have Mexican one week. I thought that uh, Dick did a brilliant job. And uh, for a first timer on the game, played it very well. What was the uh, voting like? From last week's show. Did you look at that May, at all? I did, and I'm going to show it, but uh, before we do... I'm Team Dick, by the way, in case anyone's wondering. Well, I like... I'm a fan, too. I have a feeling that's going to be pulled as an ISO. I'm Team Dick. Oh, boy. Yeah, so, boy. here's what happened, folks. We had a bit of an exhibition last week with Dick Masterson from The Dick Show. Yeah, people have questions about that, too, but we'll... we'll hold oh, on. I got fucking answers we'll for them. That I got answers second. for every one of those chumps. Okay, good. Here's the winner. Oh my gosh, Dick wins by 83%. I'm chalking that up in the Carl Wynn column. Nope, you get nothing. It doesn't count as a guess. It was an exhibition. Why? Because we ever done an exhibition with Eric Zane. Wasn't that like a bonus show or something? It was a it was an episode when you couldn't be here because you were off gallivanting. Mm Mm-hmm. And busy man. Eric Zane and I put up consequences. Dick and I did not put up consequences. We just did it as uh, an exhibition. I That's see. the answer. I see. And you know what? I, I would have put up consequences. I think you should have to jump in the lake next year and actually jump in this time. I think I'm going to drown you in the fucking lake <laughs> after the show. <laughs> no, I just want to say, if I could trust our listeners to make it a fair contest, because you know what? I destroyed Eric Zane destroyed Eric Zane, but they all voted for him anyway to make me jump in the lake. Yeah. So, you know what? You're like, Vinny, don't you learn your lessons? Do you want to be a stunt boy, Vin? Vin, you just want to be a stunt boy? 
Fuck no, I don't. All right. And that's why I didn't put up consequences on it, because I knew nobody had my back. None of you had my back. <laughs> You're all going to vote against me anyway. Isn't it funny? After two years, there's just no loyalty. We bring in any random person off the street, and they're the ones who get all the votes every time. Yes. No and loyalty. No loyalty. And Carl, you would have done the exact same thing, but probably slimier if you were in my position. Kazaroo! I want to thank the Kazaroos for voting for Dick Masterson this week. I well, would like not. to thank the 26 Vietnam True Believers. <laughs> Excelsior, True Believers. Yeah, you got something. Yeah. I thought, uh, great episode last week, by the way. Thank you. That I really a had a good one. time doing it. But, good. you know, back to the gulag. <laughs> Here we are. Look Carl's at, back, everybody. Look, at if you eat treats every day, they're no longer treats anymore. That is it's just true. your meal. That was a lot of fun. And I'd really like to have Dick committed to a uh, like yeah. an official episode with the three of us. But you were on Kumia. I was, yes. So that went very well. Thank well, you. Well, I screwed up. The one video that had your name on it with Opie answering your question, I had it clipped. I had it all ready to go, and I didn't upload it. Have you played Google that Drive. anywhere? Did you play that on WATP at all? I have not. I should. It's a pretty interesting I done little it. thing. I should have done it when you were on WTP this weekend. Dropping some balls over here. Yeah, we're really bad at our jobs. You did this thing where you were bitching after uh, an episode two weeks ago that we did, mm -hmm. which we're going to get to the results of that in just a second. Um, you were bitching. You're like, I got to do the Kumia show. I don't know what I'm going to do. I haven't come up with anything. And then I saw Opie live. And I was like, oh, well, let me just ask him and see what happens. I don't remember this happening this way at all. I was <clears> bitching. I don't know what to So what, what I did was I went about. out of my way. You think I don't know what to talk to Anthony about? Are you crazy? I went out of my way <laughs> to get you content for your appearance. And then yeah. you just dropped the ball on it. Well, I did, I did mention it. You did. And I, I did promote the creep off. You did. So you're a good thank boy. God I did that because oh, I don't even know what this would have been. Oh if man, I'd forgotten again. You'd show up and I have a fucking rolling pin and curlers on. I'm just gonna fucking whoop <laughs> your ass, <laughs> like Andy Cap. Also, Old school. Also today, by the time this comes out, it'll be available. Hack the movies. We talked about private parts with Doug from Good Times, Great Movies, Tony, myself, and a big creep off promotion at the end of that one. Oh, that's so cool. In fact, I forgot to promote WATPlive.com. WATPlive.com, May 14th in Nashville. We're going to Nashville. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going country, y'all. Last week, it was creepiest medical health professional, yep. Dick won. But two weeks before that, it was uh, Wild Card. And oh, yeah. my guy who uh, murdered a bunch of women got me the victory there, Carl. Uh, so wait, what was the final there? What are you, what are you showing me here? I'm showing you the results from two weeks ago, the last episode you did. What an asshole! Oh, 60% of the vote goes to Vinny. Thank you. Thank you. At least they're loyal to me when you're here. All right, you got one victory. Win for the win I destroyed you last round. Let's not get too cocky over there. Yeah, I got to buy that book. I couldn't find the autographed copy, but it's got to be out there somewhere. Really? Yeah, I got to keep looking for it. Okay. I've looked twice, Listen, but I haven't looked that hard, to be honest with you. Vinny. I'm like, if Carl could take six months, I, I could take two weeks. I was going to say, if, if you want to learn about stall tactics, I can talk all about it. That's fine. I get it. Oh, shit. So, By the way, speaking of which, I got to bring this up. Please. So my consequence that I have to do right now is dinner with a listener. Yeah. Heather W. put her name in the hat, was voted as the winner. And I got like messages from her like a week or two ago just saying, Carl, fuck off. I don't know what she got. It's, things just trigger her from time to time. It's weird. But she told me to fuck off and never talk to her again. So 
I guess we got to find. Yeah, I guess we got to find a different listener to do dinner with a listener. And in fact, I'll bring it up. I think it should be someone in Nashville, probably right. Someone who's going to be at the live show. Um, if you were going to be at the live show in Nashville, hit me up and okay. tell me why you're awful. Yes. Tell me why I would. Tell me about your affirmities and why Carl would have a terrible time being with you. Tell us why I would hate having dinner with you. Maybe it's because you have well-defined calf muscles that you want to show off. Maybe your feet aren't deformed. I don't know. Whatever it is. So you're going to get to hang out with Carl Sunday night because the group of us are all going to go out and have a nice time. And so Carl's going to have to go have dinner with the listener instead of going with us. We'll figure it out. No, I like that idea. We'll figure out a time. That's the idea. So you actually get to miss the fun time. No, 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 no. Yeah, we'll buddy. Figure it no, no, I we'll think that's perfect. I'll be there Thursday. I'm, no, no, I'm no, I think in, this is I'm perfect. You Thursday. do it Sunday. I'm flying Thursday. I'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Perfect. We'll figure it out. Anyway, if you're going to be in Nashville and you want to have <laughs> dinner, reach with out. Carl on Sunday night. Reach out to Vinny. Reach out to me, baby. I didn't know that she freaked out on I you. I totally forgot to tell you that because I was at, I was at band practice on a yeah, Tuesday night. And all of a sudden, my phone starts blowing up, and I look at it like an hour later, and it's Heather W. going through like, what the fuck? And then, why would you blah, blah, blah? And it's like, you know what? Never mind. I don't even care. Never contact me again. I'm like, I wasn't contacting you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. She seems a, a bit, um, I don't know, like a loose cannon, one might say. A little unhinged. I could go with that. I, I could say. go with that. <laughs> Which is why it would have been funny to have dinner with a listener with Heather W., but oh, well. Well, Carl, I just put out a tweet last week, and I said, hey, give me your suggestions for this week. And my favorite, the one that we agreed on, was, in honor of Easter, Creepiest Priest. Yeah, Creepiest Priest. Have we done this one before? No. Good. Shooting fish in a fucking barrel, though. Wow. There was yeah. a lot to choose from. In fact, uh... How you- was your Easter, by the way, Vinny? What'd you, what do you do for Easter? Wow, I put you on the spot with that one. You were not ready for that question. Holy shit. What did I do for Easter? What are you up to? Because you look real guilty of something. (laughs) Making sure there's no jelly beans is what I'm guilty of. Yeah. yeah. No, I went to my mom's house. Had a great dinner. Oh, good. Yeah. Nice. My wife, my mother, and myself. Cool. And an empty chair from a pop. Oh. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it up. Well, you didn't have to bring up. Let's do the comedy show now. <laughs> Jesus. Comedy. 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 Jeez. All right. I just tried to make you feel bad. So, ladies hard, and hard gentlemen, let's start the round. Hit that fucking bell. All right. You're up first, buddy. So, as Previous I just priest. said, as I just said, ladies and gentlemen, it was, you know, shooting fish in a barrel. I, uh, these it was are like so- fish to water. I actually sat. These priests. <laughs> I actually sat down and wrote down just a couple of the things that I didn't pick, just so I could oh. let you all know. Cool. Uh, one guy raped a seven-year-old girl while he was visiting her in the hospital. Well, at least it was a girl. <laughs> Another priest used that. holy water to rinse out a boy's mouth after orally raping him. Uh, one <laughs> one poor kid drank juice at his priest's house and woke up the next morning with stigmata from coming from his asshole. Oh boy! There were a lot to choose from. Is my point? <laughs> yeah. There were just a lot of fucked up priests. Well, but, save those for next Easter, I guess. But I got to say, my creep today really uh, takes the sacrament seriously. His name is Father Augustine Giella, aka Father Gus from Newark. All right. He was ordained in the Archdiocese of Newark, New Jersey on June 3rd, 1950, Carl. Okay. Now, he bounced around a bit. He went from uh, 1950 to 1969 at the Holy Trinity Church in Hackensack. These priests are almost like uh, morning or afternoon DJs. Like They have to hit a bunch of different markets before they finally figure out where they stick. Right? And they get paid a lot less. They just get room and board. <laughs> hey. 
They're not bored. Oh no, they are not. <laughs> then he was only one place. For, to do. He was at a place called Our Lady of Sorrows for a year. Okay. And then he was at the Church of the Epiphany. John Melendez's new favorite beer. <laughs> I just had a Church of the Epiphany that I will no longer be fighting back because yeah. everyone's ganging up on me. Spent six years there. Then he spent three years at a place called St. Catharines in Glen Rock, New Jersey. Now, after twenty nine years of working in the working for the church as a priest, he decided he wanted to move to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So he, he got Who permission. Who doesn't want to move to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania? Well, you know what he told him? He said there was so much competition to become a head pastor at a church in New Jersey mm-hmm. that he figured he could get ahead in Pennsylvania. He can get some ahead in Pennsylvania? Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. But then he's like, uh, ahead. I mean, ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I get ahead. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So he's assigned to St. John the Evangelist Church where Father Gus becomes close with the Fortney family. They're a large family from the parish. There were eight girls and one boy. Now, he didn't know them very long, but it did not take long. He was fucking sticking fingers in five of these girls. Hmm. Okay? So wait. Almost immediately. With one hand at the same time? He's like, how you that doing? I'm Father Gus. Each one of you jump on a finger. <laughs> Who wants the thumb? Now... His conduct that we know about now, a lot of it has been sealed uh-huh. because you know how the church works, ladies and gentlemen. But it was described that he conducted a wide array of crimes cognizable as misdemeanors and felonies under Pennsylvania law. Now, the ages of these girls were from 13 to 18 months old. Wait, what? You heard me, Carl. 13 to 18 months old? 18 months old, yes. Oh, Wait, wait, are you going 13 years old to 18 months old? Correct. The girl said they didn't understand what Jell was doing to them when they were all, you know, such a young age. And they trusted him because he was the family priest. Sure. He took the places, brought them food, clothes, and apparently he kissed them a lot. <laughs> he was like, uh, like he was hosting the family feud or something. Yeah, except he was slipping them the tongue. Oh, well, like he was hosting the family feud. Now, he was doing this a lot. Like, kissing these kids, and he was rubbing their legs under the table during dinners in front of their parents. <laughs> Father Gus operator. Father Gus is a fucking brazen motherfucker. He hung out at the house a lot. Yep. He was allowed to babysit. He used to bathe the children. This went on for years. Just not that family, but other families as well. But uh, nobody said anything because they believed in fairy tales. And they were like, you know what? This is a holy man. Sure. Not a man who just enjoyed holies. Several of these Fortnoy sisters testified before a Pennsylvania grand jury in 2016, Carl. Okay. They testified about his father, Gus's deviant sexual behavior, and they also talked about his predilection for their urine, pubic hair, and menstrual blood. Okay. Which he (laughs) regularly collected from them. That's weird. The grand jury learned that Father Gus utilized a device he would apply to the toilet to collect some of these samples. The sisters testified that he even ingested some of the samples that he collected in front of them. That's gross. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. So, I think these kids at a young age were very confused by what the church is and specifically what communion is. This disgusted me of all the things I've read that priest did. He would make them go on this special device that he would bring to their house, and then he would drink their piss. The original toilet caddy, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, God. Now, in approximately April 1987, a teacher at the Bishop McDevitt High School, where he worked, he was a leader for the for the church, and he had was administration for the school Amazing that they how they owned. always end up at high schools, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
They received a complaint that Jell was insisting on watching a girl as she used the bathroom. The girl stated that Jell insisted on watching her go to the bathroom. She's wasting all that urine. If he's not there, she's just going to flush it. It'll be gone forever. It's a sin. It's a sin. <laughs> the seed, the urine, everything. You can't let it drop. This student also said that he did wrong things with children. The teacher reported the complaint to Father Joseph Coyne, who in turn made an immediate report to the diocese. Well, thank God for that. Oh, good. Yeah, they'll take care of this. I'm glad that they, they acted properly and responsibly. Awesome. And uh, in a, memora a memorandum that was uh, also brought up later in court, dated April 14th, 1987, the church recorded the complaint. They said redacted name. A teacher of the intermediate union was informed by one of her students. Redacted that while she was a student from last year's Bishop Newman School, she was in the St. John's Rectory and expressed to Father Giella, the pastor, her need to go to the restroom. Father Giella is reported to have said that he would like to go with her and watch. That he does this whenever the girls go to use the restroom. Jesus Christ. Now, they also registered one other complaint from another girl who reported to her teacher that Giella had acted improperly towards her. Father Coyne, the guy who's in charge, who's Gus's boss, okay. was instructed to do well, nothing. Actually, hold on a second. I have to correct you there. Jesus is his boss. Jesus. Wait a second. I thought he was his co-pilot. Jesus Christ. Anormity patriophilia spiritusari. Jesus is my only boss and my car insurance. <laughs> so his boss, yep. Jesus, yep. instructed Father Quone, who who was in charge of the, the school, to do nothing until they discussed it with the diocese, the bishop, and the council. Sure. So an undated document addressed to uh, Bishop Keeler, the guy who's in charge of the entire area, was called Report on Gus Galea. Noted, I spoke with Father Cohen on the pastoral concerns. A, approaching the father. B, the welfare of the student. C, satisfying the ire of the teacher. And I said I would consult you on those matters. So he said, basically, we had to figure out how to shut the teacher up. Mm -hmm. I told him to stop it, to knock it off for a while. And I told him not to do anything until I talked to you. What should we do? Nothing. <laughs> they kept him there. Not, nobody attempted to remove him from the church. No one attempted to remove him from the school. You know, this is not shocking at all. <laughs> now, this guy's <laughs> already like 70. Yeah. And it's 1988. He retires in good standing. Yep. Of course. But he's still a member of the church and he's still hanging out with all these families. And he's going to heaven. Unlike us. And you could tell them your secrets. Tell them all your secrets. For the next five years, he continued to sexually abuse girls because, of course, none of this was made public. Wait a second. How old is he at this point? In his 70s. In his 70s? And he's still horny for these underage girls? In 1992. He's still drinking the pee and menstrual blood and everything? Correct. One of his victims came forward to disclose what Giella had been doing. The family initially reported the conduct to the diocese. Why did they report it? Because apparently this girl was at his home. who was babysitting, and she uh -huh. was like 12 or 13. And she found a box chock full of pictures of little kids and pictures of herself naked. Oh, pictures of herself. That's always fun. Yeah, so that triggered her, I think. So an investigator from the diocese, Jim Helwig, wrote that he interviewed Giella on July 30th, 1992. And among the other admissions, Father Gus stated that he began having contact with the girl in the bathtub. 
Okay. Well, he's and washing that, the girl. Sure. And as sure. time went by, they became more comfortable with each other. And the embraces became more intense and that's, involved, you know, maybe a little bit of fondling on old Father Gus's part. That's how grooming works. Now, <laughs> that's it. He also confessed that he took pictures of the girl. Yeah. In the memorandum, they also said that Father is, quote, very sorry that his affection for the redacted name has affected her in this way. And that he would be willing to help in any way that he can. Okay. And then he said that uh, he expects that the family will be, quote, sore with him. <laughs> yeah, you think? And readily agreed to refrain from contacting the family. So he moves back to Newark. Okay. In a hurry after this point. By the way, that should be punishment enough right there. Because the family's pissed. I was just in Newark, and that is a shithole. They're not going for this uh, bullshit, not doing anything apology. So okay. the family reports Giela's abuse to the police in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. So the police in Pennsylvania contact the office of, uh, offices in New Newark, New Jersey. They open up an investigation. They go to his house, and in his house they find young girl's panties, plastic containers containing pubic hairs identified by initials, 12 vials of urine, soiled panties, sex books, <laughs> feminine sanitary products used, <laughs> and numerous photographs of young girls in sexually explicit positions, and some photos depicting children in the acts of urination. Who's that old guy over there? Father Gus, Father Gus. <laughs> I'll drink your piss. Sure. Are you doing fully work on the side now? Did you? Is that actually you? No. <laughs> You're telling your wife to mic this up just right. They arrest him. He admits all. He admits all of this. He's like, "Oh, is this my time for confession?" Yeah. Oh, I remember back in '65. Oh, my fingers were sticky that day. I got my first real six string. <laughs> <laughs> I got her first real cooch string Pulled it right out of her <laughs> A uh, cooch string Perfect I'm doing Foley work today, folks I really am, Carl So, <laughs> he admits Carl, to all this the term cooch string <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Today with the episode uh, He drops dead before he goes to trial Smart yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to get out of it, by if the you're way a he, So, he dies as a Priest in good standing with the church. You're saying that one day all of a sudden he just mm, drop. Correct. Nice. Brilliant strategy. I wonder if his attorneys told him, like, you know what? There is a way out of this. <laughs> I just have to say, I did not expect to be reading about the priest with the urine collector. Yeah. That fucking creeps me out. And I don't know how you're going to beat it after okay. you, Carl. All right. Well, let me give it a leave it a go here with uh, Father Art Perot, and uh, I'll just do a little setup here so we can understand what we're talking about. Can I finish? It didn't really matter which church Arthur Perot pastored, wherever he was, he left behind a trail of victims, children whom he raped and molested, all while cloaked under the authority of a church which covered his tracks. That's right, Vinny. The church did what the church does. They said, uh-oh, this guy's up to no good. Send him out west. 
Perot's arrival in the mid-60s came after he was found to have had incidents of homosexual approaches to young men in Hartford, Connecticut. Like so many accused priests, Perot was sent to the Servants of the Paraclete Retreat in Hemis Springs, New Mexico. And in a move that seems remarkable today, the Archdiocese of Santa Fe would accept him into service, assigning him, of all places, to teach at St. Pius High School in Albuquerque. Albuquerque! That's right. When you have a child molester in the church, you just send them to Albuquerque. No one will, no one will care. Place at all? They didn't send them to a place for the gay priests? Because they have those, don't they? No. Um, those people are put to death, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. Catholics. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, Got Roman it. Catholic Church. Roman Catholic Church. Lions. Where, where Got they it. just pray the gay away, and that never works. Never worked once, but they keep trying. Don't they God just send their all the gay priests to like one monastery where they all just like... No, they're Quietly all over the lost place. after each other. That's the problem is that there's victims all over the place. If it was just one area of the country, it would be different, I suppose. Yeah, I'm Although, starting to think they're handling this wrong. Yeah, I'm starting to think that too. All right. So let's hear more not about Not that they're not uh, handling stuff, you know? Come on. Father Art Perot. I excelled in school. I was in the gifted program until the abuse started to happen. A few short years later, Perot would target then 14-year-old Elaine Montoya, Perot's only known female victim. I became severely depressed and ended up in a psychiatric hospital because I wanted to kill myself. And after that, another child, an altar boy named Mark Nowak. Well, we were altar boys, and then he became a family friend. He made um, me an altar man. And I don't remember how it started. He came over to dinner. You don't say no to a priest. No, you, you should say no to a priest. Yeah, I have no problem saying no to, no to a priest. If a priest said anything to me right now, I'd say, no, do not speak to me. That is the moral of the story, is you can and you should say no to a priest. It's the name of this episode. Just say no. Two, Two priests. priests, yes. They're up to no good. So go ahead and change that rule, please, officially. Let's make that official. So we're talking about going back in time, and there's a statute of limitations on these things, right? And, of course, certainly, you have the church is covering all of this up. In 1992, 38 people came forward with claims of sexual abuse by Perot. All right? Okay. Now, what Perot did is he decided to get the fuck out of there. But before that, he was working in an, as an Air Force chaplain. For decades, the pattern in the records we studied was unmistakable. Then, in the 90s, Perot became an Air Force chaplain with access to Kirtland Air Force Base. And an altar boy who served Perot during daily mass at St. Bernadette's would be his next victim. Kenneth Walter would tell the court this year that after helping Perot with funeral services at the base and Santa Fe National Cemetery, Perot would rape him. In all, Kenneth believes he was assaulted more than 100 times. Oh no! That's terrible. A after they have a cemetery, um, what, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Funeral? After a, yeah, funeral. After a burial. You couldn't remember funeral? After a burial. <laughs> you couldn't remember the word funeral? He's fucking this kid, this altar boy. People deal funeral. with grief in different ways. This is very true, but that's a good point. I forget. I like to think of things through my own mind and how I process information. Yeah. In total, 38 people have come forward to claim that Arthur Perot sexually abused them. So many victims without consequences until one important detail in Kenneth Walter's case would seal Arthur Perot's fate. So apparently, 
when you fuck a child on federally owned property, such as this Air Force base and the cemetery, then it becomes a federal case and the statute of limitations goes out the window. So now the, the FBI gets involved. And that's when... Uh, they don't like funny business, that's the FBI. That's when our friend Art is like... Reporters like KOB's Conroy Chino aired stories about it, and Perot simply vanished. He was said to have gone to Canada or Africa or the Caribbean, and people just let that sit. We didn't narrow it down, guys. What a good work. He's in some other country. Yeah, we know. He's gone. We get that. Well, they did end up finding him, Vinny. You'll never guess where they found him. I'm listening. Turns out he found a job in another high school. It wasn't long before Hall and Monagle discovered Perot was here at the American Language Center in Tangier, Morocco, teaching high school boys. When you found out that he was teaching at a school, what was your immediate reaction? Well, I wasn't surprised. Um, that's what pedophiles do, is they, they find employment where they can be around kids. That's true. Honestly, factory workers, never pedophiles. If you ever want someone to babysit your kids, find a factory worker. These are not people who are looking to get jobs with children. That That's kind of true, I guess. I just watched a whole pedophile video of a guy in a factory getting arrested, so I disagree. But, what are you doing in your spare time, Vinny? What are, you, what are you talking about? You just watched a whole video about well, I'm a getting, child molester. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting ready for our next scum stream. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I, so, I like that you're pretending it has something to do with research for this show. Yeah, it's all about the Is show. Is that why you started this show? Just for your search history? Just to have ex answers for that? It doesn't hurt. It's but a good point. I just think that this guy... That, my original point was, you are correct. They do look for jobs with kids. They do. They definitely go back. They try to get near as many kids as they can. No one should be surprised. So if you ever meet somebody who's older... And, like, they just moved to town and they're, you know, applying for a job at the school. Yeah. Just say no. Just say no. Just say no. Probably a bad idea. Or let's say that you run a, a pizzeria. Uh-huh. And Vinny comes in with an application all filled out. He's going to eat the profits. Just say no. How many pizzerias have you worked at in your life? Never lifetime? one. Never one? Never one. I don't shit where I eat, man. Yeah. I just can't. Once you, once you start, once it's work. <laughs> it takes all the fun out of but it. But you know what, though? You're right. And I also have to think about this. Like, you and I. Yeah. We both two straight dudes who love the pussy. <laughs> yeah. We're constantly slamming puss. Yeah. All day long. All Fuck day yeah. long. Puss couple of puss hounds. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I just lost any female viewers that we used to have. I'm just saying. Did you ever just like, I just need to go work at the adult bookstore. I just need to go work at a strip club. You're not like that. These pedophiles are wired so fucking wrong and crazy. That's why they never stop. Yeah, but at There's the same time. There's not enough. They can't I get also, enough. I also didn't want to go to the all boys high school though either. So, I mean, there is something where you do want to be around the opposite sex from time to time. Sure. If, uh, if possible. Sure. But, like, apart from being 13 or 14 years old. Yeah, right, right. When you're, like, 25, you're like, I want to go work in the strip club. No. No. Although, if I could do it over again, it's not the worst job you could, you could get. I don't know. I know the manager of the uh, Barrel of Dolls. 
I did. Well, the barrel is a very, he just has it. He, very different. He doesn't make it sound like it's a barrel of laughs. Is yeah, all I'm trying to say. Well, there are, people shoot guns into that place on a pretty regular basis. So I, I want to make Doctor why. Steve go there when he comes around. Oh yeah, her. let's take Doctor Steve to the barrel. It's a good uh, idea. We'll call it the bucket. Maybe we'll make it a rain. All right, keep it going. All right. So as I said, the FBI gets involved because of this Air Force thing. After a federal grand jury indicted Perot in New Mexico, the FBI informed the Moroccan government that an American fugitive was living in their country and he was arrested. While in a Moroccan jail, Perot wrote this letter to the King of Morocco asking to stay in his country. It starts out addressing His Majesty King Mohammed VI of Morocco. Perot wrote, for 23 years, he taught English at the American Language Center in Tangier, and all the teachers have stated that there has never been any allegations or even a rumor of misbehaviors on his part. On his way back, he actually made some admissions of um, molesting young children about 50 years ago. Those Moroccan kids know how to keep a secret, apparently. They're, they keep their shame to themselves. Yes, unlike these stupid kids in the United States. So I like that this guy gets arrested. The FBI is trying to bring him back to the U.S. And his thought is, I'll write a letter to the king. Like, dude, you might want to, like... Not go straight to the top right away. Like, work your way towards the king. That was sli- that's slightly more delusional than Joe Exotic writing letters yes! to Trump. I know, I was thinking the same thing. It's like, you're not going to get pardoned by the king. He doesn't give a shit if you're teaching English lessons in high like school. Like, he's just sitting out of throat. He goes, a grave injustice is happening in my kingdom. I must, <laughs> yes. I must act. We must help this child molester not be expedited. So, all right. Perot comes back to the He's US. like, you're in Morocco. I don't care if you taught people how to speak English, asshole. Right. Yeah. No, he's, he's not serving any purpose the king cares about. Right. So, at uh, like I mentioned, because he was abusing the, the child at the Kirtland Air Force Base, he was then uh, brought up for uh, trial. And in April 2019, he was convicted on six counts of aggravated sexual abuse and one count of abusive sexual contact with a minor under 12, and he was sentenced to 30 years. In November of 2020, he appealed, and this is great, this appeal, but basically, so it was just that one altar boy, because otherwise it was a statute of limitations issue. Okay. And so that was the only way that they could uh, convict him, was just with that one. And so he appealed by basically saying there were so many witnesses that it turned into a character assassination, and that as a result, the jury was predisposed to distrust him. So they bring in person after person. like, yep, he molested me when I was a kid. Yep, he molested me when I was a kid. Yep, he molested me when I was a kid. He's like, hey, you keep bringing these people in here who say that I molest kids. The jury's going to think I'm a child molester when you do that. This isn't fair at all. You're fucking with me, right? I swear to God, this this was what they're, this is why they appealed it. Does it work? Um, No, it did not. Oh. In April of 2021. I was like, this is a hell of a gamble. In April of 2021, a federal appeals court upheld the ruling. And uh, he is serving pretty much what is a lifetime for this man at this point. How old is he now? Uh, he's in his 80s. Oh, yeah. He'll be dead soon. Yep. He's, he's donezo. And he'll be in hell with Father Gus. But, uh, yeah, so apparently they estimate there's 80-plus victims of this man. And, of course, the church covered it all up. And uh, he was even able to flee the country and go to Morocco. I actually have audio, years. by the way, of this guy uh, after those funeral services. Did you know that, Carl? Oh, no. I had it. It. Here's the audio of, uh, Mr. of, uh, Re- of Father Perot. I want to fuck little boys. I want to bang them in the butt. I want to fuck little boys. 
Wow. Tucker, don't leave your mic open, you idiot. <laughs> because people will send us things like that. Moving on. <laughs> I think that we ought to get uh, Jenny Jingles to do a rendition of that song. It's pretty catchy. Yeah, it is catchy. I want to fuck little boys. I want to bang them in the butt. I want to fuck little boys. Yeah. All right, let me just... What, one last thing that I have here in my notes. So a man identified as David told the judge he had been raped by Perot as a child and was there to represent other victims, including three who committed suicide before they reached 18 years of age. And his lawyer goes, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, what about all the people that enjoyed hanging out with this guy? Can all these other in? people made it. These three were busy. Could you imagine somebody just comes in and they're like, yeah, I went to a bunch of Phoenix Coyote games with this guy. He's a, he's a hoot. We had a blast together. So anyway, um, that's, the, that's the biggest creep. That's the biggest creep, creep as far as I'm concerned. That's him, huh? That's it. Well, you could vote for Father Gus. You could vote for Father Perot. You could vote at thecreepoff.com this week. Please vote for Vinny. Let's fucking just sweep this what? motherfucker. No. All right. Uh, Carl. No one voting for Vinny until he figures out how to do his uh, consequence. <laughs> Keep voting for me. I swear <laughs> to God. You just triggered me as if I found naked pictures of myself in an old man's shoebox. Do you ever listen to the creep off? Sometimes. You want to get dinner? It doesn't count for your consequence if best, I say yes. That'd be the best cop out ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to do it with my wife, but she doesn't listen. All right, All right. Uh, let's do some voicemail, shall we? Let's do it. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. A reminder for the Easter season: if a Syracuse priest says he has risen, your response is, "Oh shit, for real." <laughs> See you in Syracuse. All right, uh, let's start off with... Uh, what, was that? what was the joke on that? Does that have to do with his penis? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure either, because at first I was like, oh, I see where he's going with this. No, no, I guess I don't. What does that mean? All right, first voicemail. All right. Hey, it's Sergio from Providence. A great episode last week, Vinny. I thought Dick brought in a great creep. Like, you guys had great chemistry, but looking at the scoreboard, and I got to say, you're getting blown out on your own home court. Fucking Not a good look. So what you got to do to make up for this is you and Carl got to go on the biggest problem. You guys each got to bring the heat, bring some great fucking problems, and you got to beat Dick on his show. That's what you got to do. Love are you, you. Are you allowed to invite us on his show? Sir? All right, Dick, I'll be there <laughs> next step. No. Um, Vinny, I, I do have to say, last week. Whoa, you got butt slammed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, may I point out that I didn't lose to a listener. Did I lose to a listener? You certainly did. Oh, come on, On really? the Patreon challenge, you lost. I didn't even see the voting on that. I was going to ask you about lost, that. You lost, sir. No. Yes. Did you win? Yes. What? Of course I won. This is, there's a conspiracy. I'm not a chump like you. All right, next one. Even you shitty bastard, I would like Carl to take me to dinner. I have several good stories. One that involved Jared Fogel. I'm a local guy. I've actually called Carl through his boss. Not necessarily his boss, but the one that pays his paychecks. Call me back. Fuck off. Um, uh, this guy worked for Jesus? <laughs> That's my boss. <laughs> what, what the fuck was that? I don't know. Here we go. <laughs> oh, Vinny. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. Well, I agree you had a creep that was uh, pretty fucking creepy. Dick brought um, 
pretty much the reason we can't have nice things. So that's the episode should have been called Why We Can't Have Nice Things. He brought in the creep that destroyed the comedy scene. So anyhow, sorry. I don't know. I feel like you should spin a wheel for that. Uh, love you. Do your taxes. Bye. I did. Remember, do your taxes today, everybody. I have to do that. You didn't do yours yet? Well, it's pretty much done. I got to pay my quarterlies. Now, this is one that somebody left. It's a little bit long, but it is filled with information correcting Dick and giving us a little more information about the story that Dick was telling us. Listen to the Dick Show version of the Creep Off today. Okay, so the David Reamer story, I'm familiar with this. I actually saw, it was like either a Dateline or 48 Hours in 1997 was when he revealed the whole story. Weird brag. So the whole thing with the circumcision... There's different ways to do circumcisions, and apparently, years ago, years ago, somebody came up with this way to circumcise kids through electrolysis, and that that's what was done to David Reamer. It burned his dick off. That's what happened to him. It's and apparently, it's still used to this fucking day. Don't ever let if you have a kid, don't. Ever let them be circumcised electronically. It's fucking a horror story. But, yeah, that's what happened to David Reamer. His dick got burned off through an electrolysis process of circumcision. Bullshit. Fucking horrible story. You know what this sounds like? Yeah, see ya. This sounds like that guy's playing the telegraph game. It's like Mm. this guy had a botched circumcision. And then it goes to this guy, and he's like, he had a botched circumcision. They burned his dick off. And then it goes to the next person. Telephone game. It was an electrolysis machine that burned. Yeah, it just gets crazier and crazier. Well, I guess what I was thinking as he was telling us this is what difference does it make? The guy lost his penis. I mean, the girl lost her penis. So what difference does it make at that point how it happened? Good point. Uh, Carl, this one is someone who's uh, rooting for you, I think. Oh, good. Vinny, what the fuck? You're just just because Dick is on the show, you're not going to let this one count against you. You're afraid you're going to lose again? I mean, obviously, because John Money is the creepiest motherfucker on the, of the 20th century. Creepier than fucking Hitler. Creepier than Stalin. Creepier than your mom. Like, fuck you. You know you're going to lose. You're going to lose spectacularly, and that's going to be a win for Carl. So put a point on the board for Carl and go fuck yourself. Creepier than Hitler. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, the word creep is not used with Hitler all that often, I'll be honest with you. All right, you got any voicemails? I don't. All right, well, I guess that would make it time for a scum parade, Carl. All right, buddy, who's playing the scum parade uh, theme today? You are, pal. Pick one. Some nice guitar work, Carl. I didn't do it. Oh, that's probably for the best. All right. Well, according to the police on Monday in Florida, officers responded to a Wendy's restaurant regarding a disturbance call. During the investigation, witnesses allege that a gentleman asked to be given a law enforcement discount for the purchase being made. Uh, The guy's name was Mr. Stover. He was asked by the manager to provide his law enforcement identification. He quickly flashed a gold-colored badge to the Wendy's staff and demanded the discount again. The scum in this story is the Wendy's employee who gave a shit. 
Could you imagine? I don't know what the discount was. It didn't tell me. But who would give a fuck if you're working at a, a Wendy's? This guy's trying to gain the system. I love it. When the request was denied, an argument ensued and police were called. During the argument, Mr. Stover told Wendy's staff he was not a police officer, but worked for the DEA. And you're all in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm an undercover agent. So he like doubles down sure. to get fucking 50 cents off a cheeseburger. During the investigation, officers learned that Stover was a regular customer at this Wendy's and regularly demanded the discount for over two years. Don't police officers... Okay, two years of discounts he shouldn't have had, but don't police officers have better things to do in the state of Florida? There's probably a guy on bath salts eating someone's face, and these guys are at a Wendy's going, you gave him 50% off and he didn't deserve it? What? Well, they have to protect the sanctity of the police officer's discount. If they're going to protect anything... It's their own interest, Carl. Vinny, you could literally give me a lifetime of free food from Wendy's, and I wouldn't eat there any more or less than I do now. It's inconsequential, the amount of money it costs to eat at Wendy's. (laughs) It's never like a financial decision that I make. I'm like, do I want Wendy's? I don't know. Biggie Fries went up by 20 cents last month. I mean, I got to wonder how often this guy was doing this, that he actually had a badge. (laughs) <laughs> for two years so it's probably well no did he do it just at the wendy's did he try the shit at the movies oh, where else did point. he try it that's a good what, who else is giving out these discounts i gotta say in this story there's a photo of the actual wendy the daughter that inspired yeah this restaurant it looks nothing like whoever this drew her for the logo i went them drawing my drawing me for my hot shots because wow She's not an attractive girl, that Wendy. Wow. Can we please get some photoshops as Carl as the Wendy's yes, logo? Yes, yes. <laughs> I would please. like to see those. I want to see what that looks like. Oh, God damn. So uh, when they searched him. What a him, mess. They... What a mess that girl is. <laughs> what a gross mess. I mean, do you remember when her dad was the spokesman for the company? Yeah, Dave He was Thomas. just a big fat guy. He was like, my burgers are square. Dude, everyone loved him, though. He was great. My burgers are square. Was that their tagline? Like, that's all it was. <laughs> my burgers are square. But come on down to Wendy's. I named it after my ugly daughter. <laughs> Ugliest daughter ever. <laughs> Chelsea Clinton is like, hey, that's my job. I want to see that celebrity death match. Chelsea Ooh, yeah. Clinton versus Wendy for ugliest daughter. Uh, the badge was actually a concealed weapons permit badge, which closely resembles a police badge. Stover was arrested and booked in the Flagler County Jail and released on $2,500 bond. It's fucking close enough. Give him the discount. I'm allowed to have a gun. That's a reason to give me a discount, a, bitch. Yeah, that is a good reason to give someone a discount, by the way. Hey, uh, this next story is a lot of fun. Okay. A trans sex offender had a great day out, didn't she, Carl? Yes, she sure did, Vinny. A trans sex offender lifted her skirt and exposed herself three times in one day. Chloe Thompson, 42, was caught rubbing herself on a public wheelie bin using a sex toy on herself in an alley uh, on August 13th last year. A couple shouted at her and she ran away. So she was out like in an alley fucking herself with some type of sex toy i don't know i have to say the headline of the story says exposed her penis and when i read that i realized i could not be a newspaper editor this is how the conversation would go down they exposed their penis wait how many people exposed their penis oh just this one lady i quit thank you i can't follow this conversation tonight i can't follow this conversation at all uh also what the fuck there's a woman who has more confidence in her dick than I do. I'm not sh- taking my cock out in public. 
Oh, Jesus. What's that? It's pretty sad when women in the UK have more confidence in their penis than I do. More comfortable with their penis size. The same day she's exposing herself on the street where she lives, she thrust her hips into like someone's fence and was like waggling her dick through it. A witness said Thompson looked at her and the group she was with as if Thompson wanted them to notice her. Once she was inside her house, she exposed her bum and thrust it against her window. So, like, the mom goes inside with all these kids, and she's just like, no, you're not getting away. It just fucking starts pressing ham on the glass. That's pretty crazy. Pretty funny. Three children saw it. If it's a joke, I mean, that would be my answer. Like, officer, obviously, that's a joke. Pretty good joke, too. Pretty good joke. Uh, Even describing it is funny. That's how you know it's a good joke. It's a good gag. You know what's not funny? What's Chloe that? was already on the sex offenders list. Oh. Before she came out as trans, when she was legally named Andrew McCabe, she has 17 convictions for 22 offenses, including sexually assaulting an underage girl in 2011. Ouch. Before Thompson's most recent crime, she had to appear in court last May for opening a TikTok account without informing the police. Is that true in every country? Like, you're not allowed to open up social media accounts without telling the police? I think you should have a permit to have a social media account. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What do you think about that? slippery slope right there, my friend. My comrade Elon Musk is going to make it happen. The old slippery slope. You know what's interesting, though, is that this chick was actually scheduled to expose herself in front of a kindergarten class in Tampa, but the don't say gay law got passed and fucked up the whole thing. Yeah, she was scheduled to speak about how brave she is. Yes. Um, today, class, we have a rare treat. This woman wants to show you her eight-inch schlong. And she's going to tell us all about it. I like to think it's like trans career day. Yeah. Where they bring in like, this is a trans chef. She could have a job just like everyone else. This sure. is a trans police officer. Yeah. And here we have a trans sex offender right here, everybody. <laughs> you can do anything as a yeah. trans person. So <laughs> she goes in front of the judge. Yeah. And... Uh, they start saying that the lawyer goes, she's made some progress. <laughs> like the judge was not having any of it. The judge said, you are appropriate to respect and courtesy and assistance in facing the challenges ahead of you. But that respect goes both ways, ma'am. Other people living their lives are entitled to courtesy and respect. The fact that he has to explain this is retarded. Yes. Thompson was convicted of committing a public nuisance by indecent exposure, exposing her penis to members of the public while performing a sex act upon herself. So she's to be sentenced on April 26th. So she was trying to say that, listen, I'm going through this transition. I'm going through changes. It's tough. There's a lot going on. My my cock comes out from time to time. My balls. Sometimes I feel the need to dildo my asshole in an alley. Right. And the judge, instead of saying, I don't know why you even brought that up. That's a ridiculous thing to say. He said, I get it. I get it. You're entitled to respect. That's that's a. Pr- I know you're going through some stuff, but 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 you still can't do that because there's other people who don't want to see your cock and your balls out on the street. Why didn't anyone explain this to me so clearly before? <laughs> you know what? Hold on a second. I'm going to zip this back up right now. Yeah, the judge took Thanks, the time Your Honor. to really explain it. The judge touched me uh, the same way my ass touched that w- lady's window. A Missouri man has been sentenced after admitting that he hired someone to kill a minor he allegedly sexually abused. There's one way to get out of it. This is a (laughs) fucking... (laughs) This is great. Can I just start off with, again, you can't hire a hitman. You can. 
Mm, sure. You can, but I will tell you this, Vinny. It's not $7,000. It is not $7,000. If, if you want someone killed, going to cost you more than $7,000. And if someone tells you they can do it for $7,000 or even $10,000, don't believe them. If they tell you they'll do it for a cheeseburger off the dollar menu, don't they, believe them. If they tell you they'll do it for a discount at Wendy's, they might. That's a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. John Mark Wilson, 58, was sentenced by U.S. District Court Judge Brian C. Wims to 10 years in federal prison without the possibility of parole. According to the Department of Justice, Wilson pled guilty in September to using interstate facilities in the commission of a murder-for-hire plot. He wanted to hire a murderer, yes. a, a hitman, to avoid prosecution for his alleged sexual assault on a minor. In January 2019, Wilson sought help from an unnamed person to help arrange the murder-for-hire. Now, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office, at the time, Wilson had been charged in Pettis County with two counts of felony first-degree statutory sodomy. Okay. So you know what he did? I want to fuck little boys. I want to bang them in the butt. I want to fuck little boys. That case is still pending. The unnamed individual contacted authorities and agreed to help arrange a meeting between Wilson and an undercover, undercover agent from the Bureau. So... This person has a recording device and had him return to Wilson. And according to the criminal com complaint obtained by law and crime, the source recorded the conversation, which began with Wilson discussing a business venture. Okay. Business is going to be booming. Yeah. Once we get this kid, I butt fucked out of the way. What business venture before moving to the topic of murder for hire. The only thing is I got to, um, to pay for her cousin first. Wilson said in the recorded conversation, and see, if this happens pretty quick, then I don't have to pay for the depositions and all this shit. Then we could have a business. That's right. The source told Wilson he knew the guy from Ohio would be right for the job. It's the only choice I got, Wilson replied. <laughs> well, that's very different than the right person for the job. Yeah. That's the only choice you got. There was some back and forth about the target's gender, but Wilson clarified it was a male. According to Law and Crime, the complaint stated that Wilson was married to the victim's mother. In an excerpt from the recording, uh, recording's transcript... Wilson was tossing the idea of staging the victim's murder to look like a carjacking. Okay. He goes, another thing I thought of, if there's any way you can do like a carjacking, swipe his fucking car and part it out, said Wilson. He's <laughs> full of ideas. I like that. He's got a killer stereo in there. I saw it while I was raping him. You got to I put out some REO Speedwagon. You got to show up to these types of meetings with ideas of your own. You know, bring solutions, not just problems with you. Yeah. Look, here's the problem. The, uh, the toddler that I've been having butt sex with is no longer in love with me. And, uh, you know, I'm feeling kind of upset about it. So I and I got have... a crazy ex. <laughs> I got a crazy, <laughs> a crazy ex. ex. I just like that the, the idea that you would just have this kid killed. Like, I would tell the guy, look, at, there's plenty of fish out there. There's plenty of fish in the sea. Tons of boys whose butts haven't been raped yet. Well, just move on. He claims... That the sodomy claims were all a bogus attempt by his ex-wife and her son to squeeze thousands of dollars from him. Not only did Wilson tell the undercover agent that he wanted the juvenile victim to die, he also wanted the minor's mother to die as well. Though, quote, he didn't directly solicit her murder because he said during the meeting, he told the undercover victims that, quote, he wished he could have had the mother killed as well. However, I don't got the money. Also, you want to see what kind of work they do first. Don't hire them for two jobs. Let them do the easier job first, and yeah. then if they do a good job, this is what I want to say. Let them paint the side bathroom first. Right. Like, you got to hold a carry Then we'll talk bit. about like, the kitchen. Yes. I'll give you 400 bucks for the weekend. Come over and paint. 
And if you do a good job, yeah, maybe there'll be some drywalling in your future. Wilson said he hoped the victim's mother would be so distraught over her child's death that she would kill herself. See, this is the problem, is that if you want the mom to die, you have to make it happen. You can't just hope it's going to happen. And this is true in life. You can't just hope you're going to have like a hit podcast or a big YouTube channel. You got to go out there and make it happen. Yeah, I'm done hoping for that. You got to make it happen. (laughs) Maybe you got to find the right co-host. Maybe Dick Masterson. Start putting out a good show. That's how that works. One of these days. But he's just like, oh, I'll just get that idiot Carl and hope that people like the show. That's how this works. Wilson paid the agent $2,000 and promised another $5,000 after the job was finished. The defendant also purchased 25 shotgun shells for the supposed hitman to use in the murder. Oh, that's smart. 25 shotgun shells. (laughs) To to kill a toddler in a carjacking? What's going to be left? (laughs) Seems, Seems excessive. Wilson provided the undercover agent with a photo of the juvenile. Soon after the meeting, he left. He was arrested by a trooper from the Missouri State Highway Patrol. So he is uh, being held, and his uh, the pending statutory sodomy charges are still there. And now he's got some more to answer for. Sounds like he might be in more trouble than he was before. I feel like he doubled down on dumb. Yeah, that was a bad move. I only got, I got no choice. <laughs> I got no choice. I got no choice. Well, you can stop fucking children. I mean, that's one thing. I know, I know, I know. But the you past know, is the past. Move the, it on. Move it the on. The future. The past is prologue, my friend. We're <laughs> moving on. Four men have been arrested oh, God. in India. <laughs> is this the sickest story of the day? It's shocking. And I'm not easily shocked. Oh, I don't even want to read this one. Four men have been arrested after one of the accused's phones was discovered to contain a video of them gang raping a Bengal monitor lizard. Can you say that again? At, uh, they were gang raping a Bengal monitor lizard at the Sandari Tiger Reserve, so Marahara, South Indian India. Indian men were raping a lizard. The aristocrats. <laughs> what do you call it? Jesus Christ. It's a hell of an act you got there, Hopsing. <laughs> CCTV footage from the Maharashtra Forest Department, I didn't say that right, showed the four men lurking around the forest and trespassing into the Tiger Reserve, which was created by the Indian government to uh, conserve Bengal tigers. In addition to a video of the men sexually abusing the lizard, they also found photos of various animals such as porcupines and deer on the other men's phone. Bengal monitor lizards can grow to be five and a half feet long and weigh almost 16 pounds. They're categorized as a reserve species under the Wildlife Protection Act. So according to Indian law, it says anyone who voluntarily commits intercourse with an animal shall be punished with imprisonment for life. What's the other way to have intercourse with an animal? Accidentally? How do you have intercourse with an animal except for voluntarily? Yeah. Fitty. Fuck that lizard with a gun to your head, maybe. 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 You know what I thought was crazy about this story is, okay, imagine you're so fucked up in the head that you want to have sex with a lizard, right? To find three other people who want to go with you. And then you find three other people who are also into that. the same thing. I don't have three friends who all like redheads. You know what I mean? Like, to agree on like that with with four guys together. Ginger pubes. I'm out. I'm out. This story is so crazy that as an American, I'm less embarrassed by Florida. I'm like, yeah, there's... There's some crazy shit going on. There's in Florida, gator fucking in Florida. No, it's not West India, at least. Some guy just sits there with 
fucking just chewing on snuff thing about the time he fucked a six footer. There's people who fuck gators in Florida. You think so? Probably. Because that person should have a TV show. <laughs> Gator fucker, are you kidding me? Oh, the crocodile fucker. <laughs> Wasn't that a South Park? Where he just shoves his finger in the crocodile's bottle. I'm checking this crocodile's hole. <laughs> yeah. Forest guards initially only caught one of the accused, while the others fled. The, the remaining three were later found. They said, we came here to hunt. <laughs> Lizard pussy. Yeah. I mean, my cousin Ben, I love this guy. Uh-huh. He really was into lizards. Okay. And he had like a giant pen that he built and he had a monitor. That thing was fucking huge. And it was like vicious with claws. Uh, I thought you were getting turned on for a second. No. I wasn't sure where that story they're was going. They're just huge and they're fucking like just really there's nothing attractive. I don't even know what you hole you would where you would even. Yeah, I was I was trying to think of that too, and then I'm like, I don't want to think about it too much. But yeah, it's something weird about um like reptiles are cold blooded. I yeah. I can't imagine that's a good lay. Yeah. I can't imagine. I don't know how Chrissy does it. My uh, sister in law? Yeah, I don't know. She sure does love the reptiles. She she like I don't know how you fucking like touch those things. Oh yeah, they're unpleasant. They're fun to look at. They're interesting. Yeah, keeping it like the zoo. Sure. I'm not getting a boner. Yeah, I mean, underneath my car tire or something, that's fine. But uh, in bed? Not where I want to see a lizard. Not the place for lizards. They're fucking crazy. So, Carl, that is this week's edition of The Creep Off. Well done, my friend. I don't know if it is. stories this week. Uh, well, remember to vote this week, thecreepoff.com. You can vote for Father Gus or Father Perot. You can leave us a voicemail at 585-371-8108. And if you'd like to email us, email us at thecreepoffpod at gmail.com. Now, do us a favor, folks. Be kind. Leave us a review. It helps. We really do appreciate that. And uh, we want to get Dorkles the Clown back on. So, uh, come on. Does anyone have a contact for Dorkles? What happened to that guy? Uh, Something about election fraud and a bunker. (laughs) Yep. Makes sense. Yep. 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 But we want to hear back from, uh, from our pal Dorkles. So, until next week. It's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gagia! I wanna fuck little boys. I wanna bang them in the butt. I wanna fuck little boys. Uh, Oh no! uh, May your enemies be cursed in your podcast adventures. Ciao, Bella.